Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo. Joining you here on a Tuesday morning. We are glad you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I assume that's going to be your first stop as soon as this podcast is over. I might wait till later in the day. Uh-huh. You know, it's the middle of the day. Open all day I, on I, Labor I might, day. I might need it later in the afternoon to power me up for the, for the evening. Yeah. You you need you need to reserve some power. It's coming for you. Yeah, uh, I might need to see if Shane can get me a strange brew IV or something. Yeah, now we're talking patches. Yeah, that's a million dollar idea. Blueberry cobbler patch. Yeah, just put the patch on. You get Boom. the sm- you get the aroma and the caffeine just right into the system. It's not a bad idea. It's a million dollar idea, is what it is. So. Will that happen? I don't know. Until then, you need to be heading over to Strange Brew Coffee House. Head to the drive-thru on Highway 12, the walk-up window, over on University Drive, and get them to take care of you. CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to go when you're looking to save money on maroon and white merchandise. It's just this simple. When you buy a gift card at CollegeCornerStore.com, you're going to save 30% on that purchase. So you can buy a $100 gift card for only $70. You can turn around and spend that in either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet, Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And they have the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Advantage Business Systems wants you taking care of your business right now in the best way possible. They want to help you make sure everything's running as smoothly as it can. They have 45 years of experience helping businesses just like yours. So why don't you give them a call today and find out what solutions they have for you. 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. You can find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Hey, Joel. Hey, man. What's up? We don't have a lot to talk about today. It's Labor Day as we're recording. Hope you guys are enjoying a uh, a nice day, maybe out on the water. Perhaps It's a beautiful day. Not that hot. Good day for cooking out. A lot of stuff going on today. Yeah, today, but as they listen, it's probably Tuesday and they're probably back to work. So that I, ho- I hope you enjoyed it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> back to work. It's a short week, though. Short sure. week. Sure. We'll get right back into the, uh, the swing of things. Uh, we got a positional breakdown to do today. We've got uh, some quarterbacks to talk about. What else do we have? Do we have anything else? I feel like that's going to. It might be a really short show. I mean, we could always come up with something. Ooh, I don't know if that that feels dangerous. Well, I, I wouldn't go down any dangerous roads. It'd be fun stuff. No, just talking about just making us think. That's true. Could be a problem. Uh, well, let's talk about these quarterbacks first. Let's start with our first. Uh, Preseason positional breakdown, I guess we'll call it. And uh, we've got the quarterbacks. KJ Costello, <sighs> obviously, we know he's the starting quarterback. Uh, we've seen the resume. Um, as as good a resume for a transfer quarterback as I've seen in quite a while. You know, this is a guy who, who could have probably gone into the NFL draft last year and been drafted. Not as a first rounder, but as a third, fourth round pick. No question in my mind. 
I'm interrupting you here, but do you feel like he's a sure thing? Would you would you label him as a sure thing? No, no doubt he's going to be good. There's no such thing as a sure thing in this world, in my opinion. But I'll say this. Just from a resume standpoint, he's a much surer thing than Joe Burrow was when he arrived at LSU. Um, he is a much surer thing than Jarrett Stidham was when he arrived at Auburn. Um, he is a much surer thing than Felipe Franks is going to be this year at Arkansas. You know, his resume, his measurables, everything leads you to believe. And in this system, which is designed to be quarterback-friendly, which has produced so many big number quarterbacks, it's as close to a sure thing as you can get without it being 100%, I feel. I mean, if he, if we, if you're telling me that on October the 20th or whatever, State decided to, to pull him and bench him, I would be pretty surprised. I'd be very surprised. What about you? Oh, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I, I don't know. It's so odd to feel this way, I guess, but I just... It almost feels like... Could he fail? I guess, yeah. But it almost feels like he can't under Leach. And maybe that's me putting so much stock in the fact that Leach just does what Leach does, and that's have quarterbacks that throw for a ton of yardage. And if you are an an accurate quarterback, you, you know what you're doing. It just seems almost like a plug and play. Yeah, that that may be a little too simplistic, but it kind of feels it like was for, it was for Gardner Minshew. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm not saying that you don't have to have talent as a quarterback. You know, you or I could not go run the air raid for Mike right. Leach. Right. But when you have the skill set that KJ Costello has. I just feel like it's almost a given that he can go out there and have a ton of success. And I know there's a lot that rely. I mean, he's obviously relies on his O line, and the receivers got to catch the ball, which sometimes they did not do uh, the last couple years. But yeah, I, I feel as good about KJ Costello as as you could feel. Like I, I and, and truth be told, there's probably not just a ton of QBs in the country that you could throw behind the center at Mississippi State that you would feel better than K.J. Costello. I mean, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, that's sort of deal. You, you could you could come right, up with some The names, elite guys, yeah. But but by and large, I mean, you look at K.J. Costello and his resume, like you said, and, yeah, if you want to be, I guess, woolly, as they say, thinking uh, thinking about how, how good he could be, there's definitely there's, a, a there's place a, for that. I, I agree. Let's look at the numbers from Mike Leach at, at Washington State. Just, just we're going to look at one number: passing yards per game. Yeah, you because know, he obviously had some years where, like his first year, they obviously had some injuries and they had to, they had two quarterbacks play a good deal. Year one, they averaged three hundred and thirty yards per game. That's year one mm-hmm. at a Washington State team that I, I don't not knowing anything about them. I know Mississippi State is more talented than they were. I just know that. Um, next year. He was up to 368 per game. Next year, he's up to 477 per game. If that happens, I'm going to be... <laughs> I mean... Well, you know, that's year three, right? That's year three, yeah. If I told you that Will Rogers passed for 470-something yards a game That's 5,000 yards. That's over I mean, th- think about that. That's like 5,500. Here in a couple years, you're going to have Will Rogers at quarterback, Knox... 
uh, Tulu Griffin will be like a junior then yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I get what you're I, you could definitely draw me out a scenario to where that's the kind of number state's putting up. Year four was they dropped down to 389, dropped back down, back to the normal stage. Oh, struggling. 362 in year five. Uh, year six, 366. All these would be records, obviously, at Mississippi State, by the way. Uh, 373 in year uh, seven. That is uh, Gardner Minshew. And then what's going on here? Why is my computer freezing up? I don't like that at all. And then his final year at Washington State, back up to 437 a game. Now, obviously, you know, people want to point out, not against SEC defenses, but you, you not, not with SEC talent on offense either. So there's a there's a there's a little bit of balancing out to that for me. So let's let's do it now. What is a reason? We, we we did the media poll. We both I think were over 3,500. But how much further over 3,500? We said a couple weeks ago we asked in a 10 game season could they break the single season passing records? 3,793. So if he's at 35, if he's at exactly, or I guess we said over. If he's at 3,501, he's only 292 yards short of of breaking that record. I mean, it's going to be really close, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the number that you gave us on the media poll, I mean, that is the number, 3,500. Yeah. That's the over-under. And, yeah, as we sit here today, that, that just sounds like the sweet spot, doesn't it? I mean, it, it really... Feels like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see him averaging 350 yards a game. Yes. And then... You know, if he keeps his turnovers down, I mean, first off, at 3,500 yards, he's going to be the SEC, the SEC, all SEC quarterback. I mean, 3,500 yards is in a in a normal year where Joe Burrow's not losing his mind. That's usually that's sometimes enough to to lead the league in a 12 game season. So you know, 3,500 yards. I mean, could he be? You know, I'm not sure what touchdowns is going to be. I like to think that he can keep the interceptions between 10 and 15. And you're thinking 15 things sounds like a lot. Yeah, it does sound like a lot until you realize they're throwing it 50 times a game. So 50 interceptions on 500 attempts is not that bad. Yeah, what is – I'd have to go look. I know it'd take you a minute to find it, so you don't have to do this. I'm trying to wonder what Mississippi State's interceptions in a season record is because that may fall because <laughs> you're just throwing the ball so darn much. Tyson Lee in 2009, I want to say, had like 15 I could be wrong on that. He he had a bunch. Mullen's first year. Poor Mike Henning had about that in one game. That's true. I didn't think. Henning, yeah, he had 14 interceptions as a senior. Did uh, did Tyson Lee? Mike Henning. That's a good question. Uh, but I mean, he lost. Shout the, out to Sports Reference. He, he lost the job soon yeah, after. The, so he, I, yeah, he don't. He only threw nine. <laughs> Two thirds <laughs> of them in he one threw night. Six in one game. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, 14, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember a 20 interception season. Not said that it didn't happen. Yeah. I, that's something I'd have to look up. But, I mean, I would ex- I, I would expect to throw 15 interceptions if you're throwing the ball 50 times a game. That's a little bit more than one a game. You know? I mean, it's, I guess it's in a 10-game season to be one and a half. So, I mean, gosh, if he's under, you know, 15, if he's in 10 interceptions, if he throws one a game on 50 passes a game, that's that's completely acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have. When you're throwing the ball 25 times a game, an interception can be a killer. When you're throwing it 50 times a game, you, you almost you almost game plan for one. I would. Do you, you think that? Do you think Mike Leach is like, look, we're gonna throw we're gonna throw a pick at least once. At least one ball is gonna get tipped in the air and get picked off. It's gonna happen. You almost have to game plan for it. 
I mean, I don't know how you game plan for a pick, but you have to expect just, it's going to happen. You just don't get upset about it. You're like, all right, that's the one. Yeah. That's your one. You get one. Yeah. Um, and then touchdowns. I mean, I guess, you know, if he's – gosh. Now I feel like I need to go back and look at the uh, the touchdown passes. You know, what's what's a good what's a good year, bad year for, for that? I mean, they threw 23 touchdowns total his first year. They weren't very good. They were three and nine. The next year they went uh, six, six and seven, I think. Let's see here. They were better. Yeah, they went six and seven, and they threw twenty-four touchdowns. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I looked that wrong. They threw thirty-six touchdowns. So I mean, you're talking about again on thirteen games, right at like two and a half a game. So twenty-five to twenty-eight touchdowns seems reasonable. Gosh, KJ Costello, man. it's crazy stats, man. We've been talking about this for months. And still, I'm still not there yet. But can you just close your eyes and think about what the Mississippi State record book is going to look like five years from now? It's going to be all leech guys in the passing category. You're correct. Like yeah. all all leech receivers, all leech QBs, all leech everything. Dak Prescott in five years, he'll still hold the rushing record. He'll still hold the, the <laughs> well, well, well Nick Fitzgerald. Nick Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald holds that, yeah. But as far as all of Dak's passing records, they will be erased in the next five years. There's just no getting around that. Some will be erased almost immediately. I mean, it's like I said, it's very possible at the end of the season that Dak is no longer the single season passing record. Yeah. And what's what's the touchdown record? I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm 100 percent positive that Dak has it. Yeah, in 15. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Touchdown passes. Completions, passing, passing touchdowns, twenty nine, and that was fifteen. That was fifteen. So yeah, it's possible that that could fall this year. And I think if he throws thirty touchdowns, he's throwing three touchdowns a game. <laughs> then I mean, you should feel really good about what if he's at thirty five hundred yards and thirty touchdowns. He's first team All SEC, and he's gonna be in the Heisman race. I would almost think. I would think. So much of that depends on how your team. Depends doing. on how your team. But I mean, but if you're throwing for that, your team's probably doing okay. Yeah, I mean, unless the <laughs> unless your defense, defense is just awful, awful. Which it, could it be possibly? I've also said, you know, I thought that the single-game passing record, which is 508, again, Dak against Arkansas in 2015, I thought if they had played uh, New Mexico the first game, that would have fallen right there. That They would have just gone ahead and gotten that out of the way. Um, State has one 500-yard passing game in school history, and they only have uh, five, six more games of over 400. In five years, every game will be over 400, and I won't be surprised if the top ten are all over 500. Because once you get back to playing non-conference games, oh yeah, I mean yeah, you look ahead to next year and you're playing Tennessee State. I mean you're gonna throw the ball a lot in that game. You're gonna throw the ball for a ton of yards. So, well, let's move on away from Costello and into the backup quarterbacks. And that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. All weekend, every weekend, the food truck will be up and running. Eleven to one for lunch, six to ten for dinner. Burgers, steak sandwiches, steak tacos, and of course, steak. So you can't really go wrong with that. Cooked to your liking, as you wish, and the prices are very, very affordable. Feed the whole family, and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. And, of course, if you want to feed the whole family yourself, just walk right into Welcome Home Beef and tell them what you're looking for. Ribeyes, fillets, strip steaks, burgers, brisket, beef ribs, they've got it all. Give them a call today at 662-268-8148 or visit them at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. They're always willing to do special orders, always willing to help you out. Your full-service butcher shop here in Starkville, Mississippi is Welcome Home Beef. Whether you're cooking or they are, one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. We talked a lot yesterday on the show about the the backups and about uh, how 
Will Rogers seems to have gotten ahead of Garrett Schrader. Um, so does that? Do you think that's the case? Do you think if Costello turns an ankle the first play of the game, Will Rogers is coming in? That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Are you surprised? How surprised are you by that? I, I, it's not. I know it's not a question of are you surprised. I know you are. How surprised? I mean, <laughs> you got a guy with Garrett that you, I, another thing that we've said probably a dozen times over the last couple of weeks that we were you and I did a podcast talking about he's the next Dak kind of deal around here. Yeah, and now he's probably third string if the season started today. Yeah, I'm surprised, incredibly surprised. I. I would love to know if it's more Will has just been really good doing what Will Rock, what Mike Leach wants him to do. Is is it Will going out and he's just been awesome? Mm-hmm. Or has Garrett just not quite looked like he can handle the air raid kind of deal? Like I'd be interested to, to hear the breakdown as for why Will has kind of... Well, not kind of. It really yeah. appears he's jumped him at yeah, this point. Yeah, is, is it positive or negative? Yeah, is what we're trying to. Yeah, out. Did, did did was Will just so good that he jumped him, or was Garrett kind of not good? Yeah. Just from what I've heard out of practice, it seems like it's seems Will. Like it's Will's been yeah, good. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. You know, and and Will is a quarterback. Will Rogers is a quarterback that, you know, this system is a lot more familiar to him than than it would be for Garrett Trader. That's sort of why I asked the question on Saturday about how. The question I asked was, is it easier for the new guys to pick up or is it easier for veterans who've just been around to pick up? Yeah. And, and and Leach, to his credit, you know, gave me a good coach speak answer and said it's a little bit of both. But You know, when I, th- when I think about this, I would guess, and I, I'm trying to get in Mike Leach's head a little bit here, which that's probably dangerous to try to do, but um, if you're going to run the air raid, you want your QBs probably going through every read, right? Every every possible option to throw the football to. And I wonder, you know, when you're a guy like Garrett Schrader that has that ability to take off and run and scramble like he does, are you quick to give up on those reads and and revert back to that skill set with your legs? And I wonder if if that may be the case for Garrett and if Mike Leach kind of sees that and it's kind of like, no, I, I don't want you to rely on your legs kind of thing. Right. I, I, I would look as we get deeper into this and and uh, get more chances to talk to Mike Leach and hopefully at some point maybe uh, even get to talk to Garrett Trader. That'd be great. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but uh, I would. I, I, would I be, imagine we're not going to talk to Garrett Trader. Yeah, I, I would be interested to ask him though. You know, when when you have that skill set with your legs, but Mike Leach is so much throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Is it hard to train yourself when you are so used to, to taking off and running whenever things get a little squirrely, uh, is it hard to kind of pump the brakes on that and stay there and look for that other read or wait for that receiver to get open? Or Because I, I bet that is a little tough whenever you, you have the skill set of a running QB or a dual-threat QB kind of like, like Garrett does to, to try and train yourself to stick back there and wait it out and wait on a receiver to get open kind of thing. Whereas like a Will Rogers... I mean, I guess he's basically been doing this throughout high school and everything, you know. Um, just sitting there waiting on guys to get open, and yeah. that's what he's used to. Yeah, it, he's the familiarity not, has helped him through this. There's no, especially when you consider the no spring. I think the no spring really hurt Schrader. I think having a, a, a spring would have given him a little bit of this boost here. I should know this, but did 
maybe you'll know off the top of your head, was Rodgers much of a scrambler at all in high school? Did he run? One of those quarterbacks that you described, he has good pocket presence. Yeah. You know, he, he can run a little, but he's not... He's uh, not a statue back there, but, right. but he's going to throw the ball. Right. Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the, this, this offense is designed to not... Not say not help, but the reads are so quick. You're supposed to be getting rid of the ball, right? You're not supposed to have time to like read, read, read. Okay, I need to run. You know, it's it's supposed to be getting rid of the ball. So that's why you know you don't see a lot of mobile quarterback. Now that said, I would imagine that if you put a mobile quarterback in there and it's like, look, take your first two, and if it's not there, go. Then you're gonna have some some opportunities there because you're spreading the field so much and the splits are so wide. There's gonna be some some running lanes, but. Yeah, I don't know, and that's what you know with Schrader. That's sort of that's his game. You know, he he's a guy who who makes it happen running the football. So, I do think sometimes we we peg, and I, by saying we, maybe I should say I. I think sometimes I peg Garrett as a little more in that Fitzgerald role or, or a Keaton role kind of deal. But he's I a better should. passer. Than he's that. a better passer than those guys. Yeah. Like his his. Uh, Going back to Joe Moorhead, but Joe used to always say a quarterback that'll beat you with his arm, his leg, and his brain kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, Garrett was brought in to be like the total package yeah. kind of deal at QB. It's right. not like he is just a run-first QB. In fact, right. uh, I would dare say he at least was recruited as a guy that may be a better passer than thrower. You would think. Or, excuse more, me, a better passer than, than runner. Yeah, you would think with, with Moorhead's Moorhead. offense, yeah, that's what, um, that would have been the first thing. Yeah, so... I do wonder if sometimes I and maybe the the fan base kind of have pegged Garrett as a little bit of a, a square peg in a round hole for the Leach offense. Whereas, look, maybe maybe he's not. Maybe he's just kind of is kind of adapting to a new thing. And then once he gets it figured out, because look, this thing ain't over. It, it isn't like Will is officially QB two. Right. He's just getting the most praise right now. Um, and like you said, some practice reports and and things and and. We, we've heard that he's doing that Garrett's not doing terrible um so maybe the next scrimmage Garrett Schrader goes out there and lights it up and we're we've flipped roles here you know yeah it's not, not I a, think the problem with Schrader is if I say Garrett Schrader the first thing that pops in your head is that run against Kansas State where he flies 10 feet in the air and you don't realize that you know he made some good throws last year he completed 58 percent of his passes which you know is more than Nick Fitzgerald ever completed a percentage of in his career and he did as a true freshman in an offense that is not Quarterback friendly that didn't offer him a lot of easy throws the way Fitzgerald was offered as under Dan Mullen, and the way that he'll, you know Mike Leach is going to offer this year. Here's something I feel comfortable saying: if if Garrett Schrader ever come gets to the point where he wants out, uh-huh. I do feel like he can go somewhere and start and be a star. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. Uh, no reason to no reason to, to give up on the kid. No question about that. He, he's a good football player and is going to. Continue. He's going to continue to grow as one, you know. And honestly, I mean, I don't know about Oregon. You know, Oregon has a five-star kid committed to them that is a, a big-time prospect. But would Mullen look at him? I mean, feels like that would be a good fit. You know, there's plenty of offenses that 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 run the kind of concepts that he's going to be super comfortable with. He's talented. I think he's a decent leader. So yeah, uh, yeah, his career, his football career is not over. By any stretch of the imagination, and I mean, and I mean at the highest level. So, is he an NFL quarterback? I don't know the answer to that, but he's a good football player, and I am. We'll see where it takes him, though. 
But I think, yeah, we, we've sort of set that depth chart. It's definitely Costello, Rogers, and Schrader. Maiden is obviously the odd man out. But there, uh, again, there's three weeks to go, though, man. Yeah, anything could happen, I guess. I guess, but I mean, it, nothing, nothing apart from tragedy could help. Could could up in the could top. elevate. Yeah, I mean, KJ's going to be the guy. Right. <laughs> We've known that for months, but but the rest of it, I, I think that sounds very fluid still to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100. percent All right. Unfortunately for us, Joel, there's that we have a commitment incoming, but we don't know who it is, and we can't. I feel like we should not be talking about it until it's it's a done deal. But we'll just cue up the Cruton song, and uh, looks like we got something to talk about tomorrow. Well, we got that, and we got a running back uh, positional breakdown, and we have the rumblings. So we got a big show tomorrow. Should be a very fun time for us. So we'll talk about that uh, on tomorrow's show if the commitment goes public, and if if not, we'll or you just... could just vamp for hours until we figure out who it is. Why is Thunder and Lightning seven and a half hours today? <laughs> why Why is all of Sports Talk Mississippi on there? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, so we won't do that. Guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. Joel and I will be back with you on Wednesday. Don't forget, a Wednesday show is Joel's final show of the week before he heads off to become a father of a little girl. Don't forget also on your rumblings question, if you are the father of a little girl, Joel would like your advice. So anything you want to give. I've already got my piece of advice. Do you want it now or do you want it on tomorrow's show? I'll save it. Save, save it for tomorrow. Save for tomorrow. Okay, that's so yeah. we'll give my I, one piece of advice tomorrow. You know, I, I've I've mastered I've mastered the art of, of raising boys as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the girl thing, I need all the all the help I can get. All right, so do that tomorrow, guys. Have a great Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.